Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on episode one of On the Hilltop. A look inside the Hilltoppers Athletics Department. I'm your host, Tony Baldwin. Fans, we want to give you the chance to hear from the coaches, staff, and student-athletes at St. Edwards University. Most will be in the Athletics Department, but we also hope to give you some tidbits from campus to keep you up to date. Today on the show, we'll be joined by SU Men's Head Golf Coach, Chris Hill. On today's episode, Chris Hill discussed the abrupt end of the season, how his players are coping from home, and how he's reaching out to former players and bringing them back into the fold. So now, here's my interview with Chris Hill. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Uh, first question I have for you, how are you spending your time as we have transitioned to working from home? I'm kind of enjoying this time because I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. It's probably a time that I'll never get back with them. And we are um, doing a lot of phys ed class. So we play golf. We, I live right around the corner from a golf course. We're, we're walking to get some exercise and then chipping and putting every morning. And I'm trying to do a little bit of math with them and some some reading and then more phys ed time. But my wife's still working, Tony. So um, she she's going into work too. So it's just – kind of on daddy duty breaking up some fights here and there and just trying to make sure they stay alive so it's still pretty busy from home as we can tell um yeah you know as the season came to an abrupt end in march your team still had at least four tournaments on the schedule with the possibility of reaching another ncaa regional what do you recall about how you told your players that the season had been canceled it was it was a tough day for me it's Two things was the first one was um, I felt terrible for the seniors. We we have three seniors on the team, two of which are in the starting lineup and have worked really really hard to get in the starting lineup, and to see it. And they were just starting to play. The seniors were just starting to play golf at a high level. They were understanding that this team was special and. We haven't played our best golf yet, and we were still getting in the mix and beating some really good teams, not playing our best golf. So it was, it was really, really hard for me to put my finger around um, the seniors not being part of this anymore. And it just it happened so fast that it was kind of shock. And that was the first, you know, first kind of minute I, I realized that this is a lot bigger than golf that a lot bigger than sports and this sports is it's great to have it. it's a huge part of our lives but I mean it's an entertainment factor you know to say the least it was just it was absolute shock for really what was going on around the world right and it's it's definitely been a huge change for a lot of people it's an unprecedented time uh, we're in shelter in place orders and campus is rather bare right now Students are having to finish their semester online. Um, obviously, teams are unable to practice and compete. So how are you keeping your team engaged currently? The best part about being locked in place is um, golfers still golf. You know, and most of these guys are members at clubs. And member, even if you're locked in place, you're allowed to walk um, to play golf. Sure. It, it's an open green space. and. The golf courses have all done different measures where they've taken away anything you could touch. And even the holes, some courses have put a 
foam pool noodle in there or some have actually raised a cup up. Um, this group of guys I coach here at St. Edwards is they're obsessed with golf. Right. All, all they want to do is play golf. So, I mean, they're, they're still actively playing a lot of golf and um, it's been, and we have a really close team to begin with. So it, nothing's really changed except I don't see them. And I, the last three, four days we've went over summer schedules to make sure they're competing over the summer, hopefully whenever this gets lifted and then working on registration for next semester. So, I, I mean, I'm checking in with them. I've checked in with majority of the parents so far to see how they're handling this and see if I can help in any way. Cause it's a big change for, you know, an empty nester all of a sudden to have a 21 year old back in the house and in mid March, in mid March, you really have nothing to do and except for lay around. And, but, um, it, it's, it's tough not seeing th this group because right. This group for me was one of my more special groups I've coached, especially with a couple of the freshmen, a couple of the transfers from Concordia, Austin from Baylor. And this group really kind of meshed um, a lot earlier than I expected. And they became a lot closer as a whole collective group than I ever anticipated it would happen. So it's just strange not seeing them day in and day out at the golf course. You know, it just, it seems empty. You know, at one point this year, the Hilltoppers were ranked as high as fifth in the nation. You won your home tournament in the fall. You finished runner up and a couple others. Um, what expectations did you have for your team this year? Um, that's a good question because I, I, want, I, want, I thought this team could win a national championship. It's we had the senior, we had the couple seniors that were starting to figure out and they were could, could carry us. The freshmen were developing at a faster rate than I was anticipating. And then our Jake Livermore and then Clayton King kind of in the middle of that. And Ben Costancio, those those are our sophomores and juniors that were playing. We're really starting to figure it out. And you know, I've I've made a run at NCAAs in Division One and Division Three, and there's certain characteristics about teams that you start figuring out right around April 1st, which is tomorrow, is how do they handle getting close to victory and what, are they learning week in and week out and how to – we weren't making the same mistakes over and over, basically. and They were learning from what we were doing, and they were getting themselves in contention. And they were starting to realize the big thing was that they can win even when they don't play their best. And we were about to go into a great stretch of golf. You know, we worked hard to get our schedule stronger than it's been in the past. And we were about to hit that peak. You know, we were about to go up to Oklahoma to play Oak Tree Country Club, as well as the following week we would have hosted a tournament. And I and then head out to the regional NCAA regional preview. I thought we, we were just about to get the momentum really rocking and rolling. And then it just, you know, hit the wall. But they learned a lot during that little run, and they're going to grow from it. And now, I mean, we'll see what happens with the seniors. And But there's a lot of excitement now for these guys going into summer golf 
you know, and and there's, I think Tony, they're a little bit, they got a little bit chip on their shoulder because they feel they got robbed. Sure. Well, one of those events that you just mentioned that you had to cancel was your home spring tournament, the Golf Glove Hub St. Edwards Invitational. So, you know, I got to ask, you know, what goes into canceling a golf tournament, especially one that you, you took all year to put together? Yeah, I, I was I was lucky that at the pro I, at Onion Creek kind of checked in with me a few times, and he he's a big sports nut. And as soon as he saw that the NCAA canceled um, the basketball deal, he gave me a call and, even before I canceled the, the term officially, he's like, I, I see what's coming. Basketball's done. There's a good chance you're done. Right. It, um, yeah. There was a lot of work behind the scenes. I mean, Carl Jenkins from Carl or from golf club hub put in a tremendous amount of hours behind the scenes, helping me. And then all the teams were flying in. We had school from Michigan, one from Wisconsin, a um, couple and then a whole bunch of local area as well as, you know, the bordering states, you know, Lone Star Conference. We, we had we had 14 teams coming in from kind of all over. It was, it was a bummer, especially, you know, Wayne State was coming down. That's where I played college golf against my old um, – I guess they coached and recruited me and who I played for, and we were going to have a little – I was going to have them over for a barbecue. It's just the little memories like that, you know, not the winning and losing. It's the – the relationship building that could have happened between the Wayne State guys and the St. Edwards guys, all the little stuff was, it's a bummer. That's gone. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams across the nation, obviously going through the same issues and the same setbacks uh, that you're, t- that you're discussing currently. Um, but you were able to take your program to some different places to play this year. Uh, those included, you know, hot springs, Arkansas, you went out to Las Vegas uh, and you mentioned your alma mater, Wayne State. You got to go and take your team up to the Motor City Invitational in the D- Detroit area. Uh, what was it like to take your team back and play in Michigan? It, it was it was it was a lot of fun. But the, the memory I'll take away from is, man, I really got old. You know, I I don't feel old, but there's certain moments where, you know, I, I I'm like I really am 37. I mean, it's I'm not that 24 year old anymore, but it, it, it was, it was great. Um, Nico Chevalier came and played as an individual. He's from Detroit. His parents, his aunts and uncles, his grandparents, you know, kind of really took, took us in when we were up there. And I had my college teammates. Um, there were six of them that followed us around. They weren't very happy. My, my old coach at Wayne State wasn't very happy when, um, they were wearing St. Edward's hats instead of Wayne State hats, but it's it, it was fun. Especially, I mean, the national championship is going to be played on that golf course um, for the ladies next next year, and then the men the following year. So it was great for our guys to experience, you know, golf in the Midwest in October when it was cold and windy on a real on a championship golf course. Yeah. And that, that course that you're talking about, that's uh, TBC Michigan in Dearborn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a great golf course. It's hard. It, 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 it's, it's really challenging. Um, that's, why I took, that's why I took the guys up there, especially in – you know, we, we didn't play our best. That was – statistically, that was our worst tournament of the year. I, and I knew we were going to struggle. 
different grass, different greens, you know, the, the weather, right. It, 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 it may hurt us as a national ranking, but it made us stronger day in and day out. Well, two weeks earlier, you had just come off of hosting your, your home fall classic, uh, where you finished first. Uh, we have photos of your guys that were in shorts and then you're taking them all the way to, to Detroit the Detroit area rather in Dearborn and the picture that you sent us back, you know, everybody's in winter hats and scarves and gloves and, you know, full sleeves. So it was a lot different, uh, elements to play in. We flew in, it was 70 degrees and sunny in the practice rounds 55. And then when we teed off for the first round of golf, it was, it was 31 and windy of the North. And our, our boys, I mean, they looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are, what are we doing, coach? You know, was, but, yeah, I mean, we got, we got some home cooking from those northern boys who wanted to show the southern boys that, hey, we, we're good at golf too. Yeah. But. Well, coach, I want to talk about some of your student athletes. You know, one guy who was really having a breakout season this year was Clayton King. You know, he led your team with a 72.93 average score in five tournaments. So I got to ask, you know, what did you like about his play this year? Clayton, I've known Clayton for a long time. He came with me from Concordia, and I've watched him develop from a young high school player now into a, to a college player to a guy that is really kind of figuring out how to play golf. I mean, he, and he just cracked the top 50 in the country. I mean, he was, he was definitely trending the – I mean, trending up the most. Um, right. What I, I, I think it was a lot of maturity. I think he's starting to truly understand his game, and he's understanding when to hit driver, when not to hit driver, when to pump the brakes, you know, when to be when to be aggressive, when to kind of lay back. And he's he's worked hard. I, he he switched golf instructors probably at the beginning of summer and reworked his whole golf swing, and. It took him a little bit in the fall to kind of get used to the changes in his golf swing under pressure. And then he worked his, he just flat out outworked everyone, you know, and he was, it was impressive to see him kind of develop as, you know, from a, through the, through the, I guess the ranks, but he's become the, he's become the leader. I mean, we, we got him coming back for one more. He's got a full summer schedule lined up ahead, and he's he's not going to stop working. He has a chance when he leaves here to to really really do something in professional golf, and it, it's it's a hard road, but he's got the attitude for it. He's got the makeup for it, and. He just got. He just has to stay on this this path of hard work, and I think he's going to do it. You you mentioned he started with you at Concordia, Texas. Your last stop, a Division yeah. three program, also in Austin. How did how did you think he was going to make the transition to scholarship golf, and not only that, but also becoming the number one guy in your team at many points this season. So. Clayton's from Uvalde, and you know, it's a, he played. A, he was a quarterback for their football team. He was their starting pitcher. He was on the basketball squad. He's just a freak athlete. Um, 
And it's just, I watched him play as a kid, and then I, I got a lot of referrals. And then a guy I coached at University of Houston is from the same little area, and they kept telling me about this Clayton King. And I watched him, and he was getting recruited by St. Edwards by the previous coach. Right. And he was getting recruited a little bit by Abilene Christian, and he took the leap of faith to come with me um, at Concordia. You know, because, I mean, before Concordia, I, I mean, I was – eight years in D1 and I'm here, you know, because of Alyssa and he really wanted to play every event, you know, right from the get go. And Clayton's played every single event except for, I think one. Yeah. I think. And he, and he needed to go somewhere like a Concordia or somewhere where he could really learn by experience. And, and he has. Um, the transition, I, when I took the, the job here, you know, he was playing it at a pretty high level. And um, he had a, he's got the biggest chip on his shoulder to show everyone where that he's a really phenomenal golfer. And I didn't think he, I didn't worry about him because nothing really phases him. He's actually kind of a funny kid to coach because he's, Nothing bothers him. And if it does bother him, he'll he doesn't hold it back. I mean, he he'll tell me right away. Um and the mix we brought over with Ryan McGinley and Nico and Will Aaron, you know, that we just came off finishing fourth at the national championship with those guys in the in the starting lineup. It he had a pretty good little core guys coming with him. Yeah. But we we were lucky last year with Hudson Ross and and, and Andrew Spear mm-hmm. and Coleman Houston, the three seniors that really embraced the Concordia guys. Yeah, it made it made this whole culture and this family come together a lot quicker than it could have. You know, so my I'm forever indebted to those three. You know, Hudson, Coleman, and and Andrew for really molding that for molding what we accomplished this year. Yeah. And another guy that was having a strong year was Jake Livermore, who was just a sophomore this year. How was he able to take that next step in his play from freshman to sophomore and, and being you know, another guy that, that sits at the top of the lineup? So Jake was, um, Jake, yeah, I'm trying to put, he has the most club head speed on our team. He, he is that absolutely mashes the golf ball. And last year, he, he struggled a little bit, as most freshmen do, coming in and, and figuring out how to qualify and get in the lineup. A lot of these high school programs that these guys come from, they're the number one guy on their high school team, and they don't really have to work too hard to get into the starting lineup. It just, it just happens. And then he walked in here, and he really struggled with the competition factor because of – those seniors mixed in with the um, Concordia guys, and he didn't get in the lineup much last year until until about February. And it's it, there's always there's always a moment as a freshman that they relax and they they just worry about what is what in front of, right in front of them. They're not worried about this. They're not worried about that. And the, the moment was probably in February. You know, we we got in. We had a pretty interesting 
debate on the putting green and he got heated at me and, you know, he was frustrated that he wasn't performing at the level he needed to. And it's just, he knew that the season was running out and, and he kind of put his nose down and he addressed his weakness, his weakness. He, he he's not, he wasn't the strongest um, player with a wedge in his hand. And he's lucky too. That he's got a great swing instructor up in Dallas, as well as, you know, he, down here with me, we just worked on a short game. We, and he, he, he became one of the – he turned his weakness into a strength this summer. He was my most pleasant surprise. I knew he had some talent, and um, he came back in August, and I watched him play, and it wasn't the same kid. I mean, it was – he really, really invested a lot of time into his weakness. Sure. And it, he's, he's a kid, Tony, that – I, he hasn't even come close to his potential yet. And it's, it's going to get exciting this summer with him to really see what this development does again, his next step. Right. Well, obviously guys come in every year, guys leave every year just because of, of you know, to graduation. Um, the, the new guys that you brought into your team for the 2019-20 season, one of them was a transfer, Austin Cotton, you mentioned earlier. He joined mm-hmm. the Hilltoppers after playing at Baylor. Uh, he obviously had an immediate impact on your team this year. So what can you say about his golf game? Austin's a kid that I've always wanted to coach. I tried to recruit him at University of Houston, and I didn't realize how deep the ties were with Baylor. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we live in the same neighborhood. His grandpa built the golf course where, you know, it's right around the corner from my house. And – there's a whole bunch of cottons in this town that all play golf and they're all awesome people. And, um, Austin is a fun, loving, hardworking, you know, golfer person. He, uh, he tries too hard. You know, that, that, that was something that I taught him is how to kind of not try as hard Every single thing you do, and just I, I always tell them, please just enjoy this. That's all I say to them. I'm like, stop trying so hard. Just please enjoy it. Soak it in. Embrace it. Enjoy it. He he just added um, depth to our lineup and a whole bunch of leadership, um, especially with the, with the younger guys. You know, they were, but it it, it was the depth we needed. In you know, losing. Andrew Spear and Hudson Ross last year were two two huge holes. And Austin came in and he's he's had some ups and downs and he's had some really good tournaments, but he definitely sped up the the curve um, or the progression. I mean, we're farther ahead at the end of year two of me being the coach here than I ever would have thought. As to guys like Austin, they've just sped up the development of the whole team. You know, one of the things that I've noticed um, that you've made a real effort to do is bring in alumni, former players into the program. Why do you think that's important? They built this. You know, I want them to be proud of what we're trying to do. And, you know, it, it, it's so much bigger than golf. You know, all of these guys I coach here – I want them to be connected with past players for when they're trying to get a job when they're trying to get an internship, mm-hmm. even if they just want to, you know, 
five, six years from now if they want to connect and play golf. It, it's, it's just so much bigger than golf. And I want, I want it to be one big family and I want people around town, even if they're not even connected to us, just in, in, love St. Edwards golf. And Austin's such an amazing golf community, especially with, you know, we have university of Texas here. Who's one of the best programs in the country. And then there's, there's us and there's Concordians right in the, I mean, in, in Austin proper, but people are very, it's a golf crazy town, right? you know, and it, it, it's exciting for me to see all of the, the different clubs in town when we show up, how happy they are. We're here. And it's, it, it, we're not, people are really starting to follow us, you know, and, it, for me, it's it's. I like talking about what we're doing. I like talking about the kids on the team and right. where we just traveled, and it's a way for me to really talk a little bit more, I guess. So one of the uh, SU men's golf alums, Matthew Hatcher, uh, was inducted in the Athletics Hall of Fame in February. Yeah. During that induction ceremony, your entire team was there to support him. What does it mean for your program to have someone like Matthew Hatcher to be honored for his career here at St. Edwards? Um, it, 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 it's awesome. So it, Hatcher's a, every time I go to Dallas for recruiting or passing through, I, I, I always try and reach out to as many alumni as I can. It's hard being one person, but I really try my best when I go recruiting somewhere or when our team's there, I, I try and connect past players with, with the team. So last year, um, Jeff Howard and, Hatcher accepted my offer and they came around and watched the whole practice round mm-hmm. with the guys in Dallas. And if you're not familiar with our practice rounds, they're boring. <laughs> I mean, it, for me, it's my hardest day of the week in preparation because you're trying to really familiarize yourself with the golf course. Right. But guys are hitting shots from everywhere, putting from everywhere, talking about different angles. And these guys walked all 18 holes with us and spent some time getting to know the guys. And then I, I kind of really became close friends with Hatcher and just kept staying in contact, staying in contact. And now he's helping Ben Costancio um, kind of follow his footsteps in the business world. You know, Matt, Matt's referring different books um, that Ben should read and – He's helping him out with internships and to see that connection between a current player and a past player is, is amazing. Like that's why I, to see Matt come back and really invest in Ben. And I mean, he gave all the guys his number and said, Hey, whenever you need, I'm in Dallas. It's not far. I'll drive down. I mean, he's went out of his way to really, you know, do something special for the guys. Sure. But there's so – Tony, there's so many awesome past players that have come through this program. You know, Steve Rose is one that played here in the early 90s. Um, he was a 38-year-old freshman. And the stories he's got I, – I just saw him this weekend. and um, he, He's just – he's so happy every time he sees a St. Edward's hat or sees yeah. – 
and he's just he's all fired up. And to hear to see those his eyes light up is amazing to me. You know, Chris, this really has been great catching up with you. Uh, but I do have one more question before we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, when you became the head coach at St. Edwards, you started recruiting for the program. How did you explain to others what life was like on the hilltop? Told them it's a very special spot. You know, it's a very pretty campus, amazing education, and all the golf courses we get to play are I mean, the golf courses are awesome in Austin. I mean, last year we played 26 different golf courses. Um, The teachers care about you and they want to help you. They're not, you know, the classes are small enough where they know your name and they're willing to stay a little longer, come a little earlier to to make things work. And and I just described the whole family atmosphere. You know, I said, you're, you're all in with the professors, with the staff. You know, it, we're, we're very fortunate to be in Austin, Texas, in a location that is desirable, you know. And we have amazing weather. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sandwich Golf, it, you know, for the last, you know, since the last 20 years has been pretty darn good, you know. And the golf part's the easy sell. I mean, the, the sell is just, getting the right kid that fits into, you know, what we're trying to do, which hasn't really been, we have amazing kids coming in next year. We have three coming in next year. And then I got three commitments for 2021 already. Mm-hmm. It's we're, everything's shaping up, Tony. Just need to be able to get open, get through this COVID-19 stuff and make, you know, get back at it. Right. Well, Chris, again, we appreciate your time. We thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, and we'll let you get back to daddy duty. I know you got more important things going on. <laughs> no, they, they uh, just don't tell Alyssa that they've been watching a movie for half hour and we're good. All right. Well, uh, Chris Hill, again, thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, Tony. We hope everyone stays safe and joins us again next time for another episode of On the Hilltop.